welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and on this episode, we are joined by Will Soule, who is running for re-election for Place 3 in Frisco City Council in the upcoming May general election. Will, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you having us. Good to have you here. Uh, so how many times or how many terms, I guess, have you yep. spent on City Council so far? So two terms so far. This would be if re-elected my third and final term on the Frisco City Council. Very good. Well, thank you for all of your service to the city. And uh, three is the limit. Am, am I not mistaken there? Three is the limit. You can take a full term off, so three years and run again, but I don't think that's what my future holds. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking to do my last three years and will have enjoyed my time of service to the city of Frisco. Very good. So as you are out talking to people and running for re-election, I'm sure you're out meeting people, maybe doing some door-to-door. You guys are having some events. What are some of the things that you're hearing are forefront of people's minds? You know, Scott, the thing we hear about the most these days, just because I think it affects people every day, is traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, traffic is by far and away the number one, I think, frustration that residents experience in the city of Frisco. So that's something that all of us have to start paying attention to. Uh, I've got some things I'd like to talk about that we're doing to, to improve traffic over time, but that is the one issue you will continue to hear over and over again. Taxes, obviously, are a big issue, especially this time of year. Uh, Most people have received their appraisal, and for some it went up. For some it went up more. Uh, (laughs) So there's there's actions we're trying to take on the city side as well to mitigate uh, that impact to residents also. Okay. Any other personal items for you, things that are particularly high on your list or that you're passionate about that you want to make sure – you stay on city council so that you can help address them? Yeah, there are three other things that to me are part of my top five that I want to focus on as, as I look to my next term. Uh, another one would be keeping Austin out of Frisco. So I think <laughs> I like that. I think we're pretty good at, at managing Frisco. Uh, we don't need folks in Austin and from other parts of Texas deciding how Frisco is run. Uh, we need to focus much more aggressively on also in economic development in Frisco, bringing jobs to Frisco solves many problems. It's a whole lot easier if this wonderful studio is located in Frisco so you don't have to make that drive down the tollway, therefore your perception of traffic is a lot less than if, you, if you're living in Frisco and working in Frisco than having to leave Frisco for, for your job. So economic development is a big one for me as well. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive a little deeper into a couple of these. You bet. Because I know that the first thing you mentioned, traffic, we hear the same thing. That is everybody's biggest gripe about living in Frisco is is the traffic. So what are some of the things that city council has been working on to address that? And then how would you try to address that moving forward? And where would you take that next? You know, Scott, traffic's one of those things where there are near-term tactics and longer-term strategies at play. And from a near-term tactics perspective, where we can widen roads, we need to take the opportunity to widen roads. Coit Road is one that comes to mind. So we are currently in the planning stage now to to expand Coit Road from four lanes to to six lanes. Uh, Two, we need to take the assets we have and make them better. Um, We've all tried to turn right at an intersection and the guy in front of us just won't move. Um, And that gets frustrating, right? So we have to add right turn lanes to major intersections. Uh, We're also going through and adding dual left turn lanes to intersections. And if you've driven up and down Preston Road lately, you've felt and seen some of those improvements happening at the intersections of of Preston Road. Uh, Third, I believe that more strategically traffic technology is really is what's going to reform traffic in in Frisco and and Frisco is a leader in traffic technology and using it. 
Uh, we have a great program underway today where we expose our traffic signal technology to, uh, to third parties. Uh, so Audi has it incorporated into their car, and if you have an Audi vehicle, a recent Audi vehicle, and you come to the traffic signal in Frisco, it will tell you, whether you want to know or not, how much longer that light's going to be red or how much longer that light's going to be green. And you may take actions accordingly. Uh, Waze also consumes that information, so it will route you around Frisco not just based on traffic, as Waze typically does, but based on the patterns that it sees from the traffic signals as well. Interesting. And then lastly, uh, if, if you can move through Frisco, great, but you can't get to the other neighboring areas, if it just stops at Plano or Little Elm or Allen, then we really haven't done much to improve traffic. So there is an element of regional cooperation that we have to recognize as well. A lot of the traffic we see in Frisco today comes from our northern neighbors um, as they are growing. So we have to make sure we're cooperating with our neighbors as we work to improve traffic also. Okay. Any other uh, high-tech stuff coming our way? Anything else we can look forward to? I've heard about the Audi well, stuff. That's kind of cool. I hadn't heard about Waze. But. Well, me personally, some of the cool stuff on transportation that uh, maybe uh, everybody's not willing to adopt as early as me is Uber Elevate. Mm-hmm. I travel a fair amount. Uh, so the opportunity to hop into a, a, a vehicle that will fly me to DFW in seven minutes as opposed to sitting in traffic at a reasonable rate is... Uh, incredibly attractive. I think that might uh, that might be a little bit of a stretch for some folks at first. It's very Jetson-y if you're old enough to appreciate that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I think that's going to be um, it's going to be really interesting to watch how that develops. And so far as we're able, let's talk about that a little bit because I'm sure there's sure. a lot of people that haven't even heard about that. So Uber Elevate is effectively air taxi service. Yes. It is a, a little, think of it as a flying car. It's a small aircraft that seats maybe two people or four people. I think the original, the original vision is to be able to seat four plus. Uh, the, the initial ones will be piloted. Right. So four plus a, a pilot. Right. And Frisco is one of the very first cities that they're looking at bringing that The to. first in the U.S., yes. Yeah, first in the U.S. How – I know that some people have seen that and kind of rolled their eyes like, really? It, but this is a real thing. This is something that's in the plans, right? I, it is a real thing. in discussion. It, it is a real thing. It's in certainly being planning. Uh, the technology exists today. We see the U.S. military using the technology uh, today. Uh, very Done very well. Um, it hasn't quite been done with people yet, so there's obviously <laughs> a lot of things. And then, you know, then there, there are real aviation issues. If you're going to fly from Frisco to one of the busiest airports in the world, yeah. how you kind of work that out, where you're going to land – what are the routes going to be, uh, weather impacting issues. So there's a lot of things outside of just the pure technology that have noise that have to be worked through as as the Uber folks do that. But the Frisco station team has done a great job in securing that. Um, we in Frisco intend to be innovators as it relates to traffic. And how much pure traffic Uber Elevate is going to resolve or not is yet to be seen. But I do think it sets the tone that we are all about innovation and traffic in Frisco. Okay. It's good stuff. Well, hopefully there'll be a, a lot more of that to come because yes. I know it is a big uh, a big item on people's list that they want to see addressed, and it sounds like you guys are doing some good things around that. All right, let's move on to the tax issue a little bit. What are we looking at there? It's it's going up. I know there was a homestead exemption that was passed recently. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that and what that means for people or who that affects. And uh, what do we see going forward in terms of, of taxes, in particular property taxes? Sure. You know, Scott, I think the first thing we have to kind of explain just a little bit is there's a lot of misunderstandings about property tax. When you get your property tax bill, if you'll look at it, it's it's kind of decomposed into the various taxing entities. 
in the city of Frisco, especially on the Collin County side where I live, the city tax is really 17 to 22% of your total property tax. Uh, the great majority of that is the school district. That's where the majority of the tax goes. So setting aside that, um, the city has certainly recognized that appraisals are, are increasing quickly, and that's good for the homeowner. Uh, you want your investment to increase in value. What you don't want to have to do is have to continually pay a lot of taxes on that. So we've been very mindful of that. We've done three tax rate reductions in the past five years. We have a senior exemption in place now that equates to $70,000. And then last year, to your point, we implemented a homestead exemption for 7.5%. So you'll get 7.5% off the taxable value of your home before we apply uh, the tax rate to it. Uh, so that that's meant to uh, mitigate the impact of rising appraisals, certainly over time, especially as we see commercial property tax values grow in Frisco. Uh, we would hope to be able to increase that homestead uh, exemption over time. But that's why economic development's important and how economic development kind of intersects here with property taxes. And we need to see the commercial property tax base grow, and that allows us to take some pressure off the single-family homeowner. Okay, very good. I'm sure people will be relieved to hear that there are some of those things already in play and some other things uh, potentially down the road that could help them. I think the big message here, too, is to the residents of Frisco that we as a city council, we have this, we, we understand it. And we are the closest to the residents and we believe we can better solve this problem instead of having a one size fits all approach set by the folks in Austin. Uh, we generally believe, and I certainly believe that cities are markets. And if the residents of Frisco want to construct a city and build a city one in one way and Round Rock wants to do it a different way, that's what we're all about in the United States, is, is that freedom of determining our own destiny. We don't need the state of Texas to decide that Round Rock and Frisco should all be the same. Right. Okay, so moving into the election and getting to know you personally a little bit more, what are some of the things around the city that you're involved in outside of city council? What are some of the things that you're passionate about in Frisco? Sure. Well, Scott, to be honest with you right now in Frisco, it's kind of, for me, it's hard to be involved in a lot of things outside of your family, your work, and and city council. And if you throw a campaign on top of that, boy, <laughs> it really it, it sucks up a lot of time. Busy but, time, yeah. But things that I'm that I am passionate about. Uh, one is my church. I attend Preston Ridge Baptist Church. Have historically been very involved there. Um, the most fun thing I like to do these days is my son plays on the JV baseball team at Centennial High School. He's been playing baseball now for a long time. And it is the most relaxing thing to do is just to go to a baseball game and watch your kid play. I, yeah. I enjoy that for him. Uh, he's having a great time. Uh, yesterday he played. Um, they played versus Independence High School. And the, uh, the Independence JV team has a lot of folks from the travel team that he's been on. So he was that was the most nervous I think I've ever seen him at a, at a baseball team playing the friends that he's played ball with for probably eight or nine years on, on the other side. Uh, so that I enjoy a lot. Um, I participate in some of the veterans activities in Frisco. My wife and I are both veterans. So that's an important thing for us as well. But if I'm being really honest, the time that you have available for extracurricular activities right now is a, is a tad small. Yeah. And there are a lot of, let's talk about the veterans activities for a yep. minute though, because there's a lot of that going on around Frisco and we are super supportive of that as well. Very happy to see that happening. What, what branch of the military were you and, and your wife in? My wife and I were both in, in Marines. Uh, I was in from 83 to 87. She was in 84 to 88. And then I served two years in the Army Reserve um, after that. I will say, I think Councilmember Keating has done a great job with, uh, with Mayor Cheney's guidance and 
really in reinvigorating uh, veterans' activities in Frisco. Uh, the Veterans Council that we, the advisory council that we have in place now, uh, there was a, a social happy hour last week that the mayor put on has really, I think, highlighted the contributions that veterans have made to their country and continue to make to the city of Frisco. Yeah, and there's some great organizations around town as well. We went to the event for Project Relo a couple of months yes. ago, and it was a really, really nice time, but also very moving. There were some some uh, very fun and interesting people to meet there, and it's just nice to see so much of a, a swell of support for veterans, not just those that are still on you know active duty or in the reserves, but those who are now out of the military and looking for jobs and trying to work, live, and play in Frisco. And that is one of the strengths of Frisco. If, if you want to know anything or you need a connection to anywhere, there is someone in Frisco that can that can help you. The same has been true of, of the veterans in Frisco as well. And whether it's been the American Legion, the VFW, both of those have been reinvigorated over time. There's good leadership there, and they're very, very active in the community. Okay. Last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about the economic development and the job yeah. situation in Frisco. The... Uh, Project Relo is an organization, for anybody that doesn't know, that is focused on helping educate corporate executives about the benefits of hiring veterans and what they can do for your organization, and in doing so, hopefully helping those organizations to bring more veterans on board. Um, But Frisco in general is growing fast. There are companies moving here. Some are moving across the street. We're not going to say where, but they're not necessarily in Frisco, but they're close, and that's having an impact on Frisco as well. what are some of the types of things the city is doing to help bring some of those businesses to Frisco? And what do we have to look forward to in the near future? Sure. There? You know, we've recently undergone a leadership change at, at, at the EDC, and, and Ron Patterson is leading the EDC now. He's working on a, a different type of strategic plan for the EDC than maybe what we've seen in the past. I think in the past we've been very focused on when we get an incoming bid or an in coming interest for a company to work that. And that we've been very successful um, at that. But, you know, one of my favorite sayings is past success is not an entitlement to future success. And I think that's true of our EDC as well. So he's very much focused now on identifying verticals that we want to bring to Frisco and then getting involved and knowing the companies in those verticals that are looking to move. And then you can also do that by geography as, as well. So we've talked about e-gaming being something that we want to bring to to Frisco. Esports in general is something that we're interested in. We have, obviously, with Gearbox and others, uh, a strong foundation there. Uh, financial technology is something that we want to see in Frisco. There are a number of payment companies that are already uh, located in Frisco. Healthcare research, healthcare technology is another area. Obviously, sports and sports technology is is an area. So th- these areas where we already have foundations, we want to find more to bring those in so we'll develop communities of those businesses and create, in essence, a, a network effect there. Uh, it's important to us as we look to bring companies to Frisco that we target a whole breadth, small to large companies. Each bring advantages. Innovation comes from the smaller companies. Uh, jobs and commercial taxable base come from the larger companies. So we don't make sure that we're focused on, on bringing both to Frisco. That's good to know because I know there's a lot of people that would much rather live, play, and work in Frisco, and that in and of itself will help mitigate issue one, the traffic. That's exactly right. Right, if we're not having to drive up and down the toll road every day. so Economic development really helps solve several problems. Uh, 
One is traffic. You're right. If I have to drive to Hall Office Park and it takes me 20 minutes, okay, that's 20 minutes, but it's a whole lot better than having to drive to Addison or downtown Dallas yeah. or Las Colinas. Um, it also, as we've talked about, grows the commercial property tax base. It also brings um, some vitality to town that then can be plugged into other areas of town, like the arts community, where they look for benefactors to help them. Uh, that's another advantage of economic growth. And then lastly is just the diversity of the economy itself. So not being dependent on any one particular vertical or any one particular type market helps us when and if we experience another economic downturn. Okay, very good. All right, so here's what we're gonna go out on. You're out there, you're running, you're campaigning. I know that's grueling and tiring, but it's not your first rodeo. If somebody just says, Will, why should I vote for you for Frisco City Council? What do you say? I say I have the experience to take us forward, whether it's my professional experience, whether it's been the past six years and what I've advocated for, and I have a real vision for Frisco. A lot of people say that they're leaders, but the first test of a leader is do they have a vision for Frisco? And my vision for Frisco is that it be a unique, sustainable, dynamic city, not just another suburb, not just another rooftop community, but that we're sustainable. We have unique parks. We have open spaces. We have a vibrant arts community. We have strong economic development. So those are the things that I want for Frisco, and I have the experience to, to deliver on those. Very good. And, Will, thanks again for your, your service to the city so far. We wish you well in the upcoming election. And I want to remind everybody who's listening, please go out and vote. The election is on May 5th. Keep me honest on that, right? May, May 5th, 5th. Early voting starts this Monday, though, okay. April 23rd. April 23rd. So, uh, so well, th that will already be going on by the time people hear this. Actually, no, it won't. We're pushing this out today. So... April 23rd, <laughs> early voting starts. Election day is May 5th. And as you're listening to some of the things that Will and I have been discussing, like these are the issues that impact you on an everyday basis of your life. You know, historically, and I, I keep saying this over and over, I feel like a broken record, but we know that turnout for local elections is not what it is for national elections. Generally less like than 10% of people yeah. in Frisco that are eligible to vote will show up in the May municipal election. And, and, but there's no reason. There's never a line. You are in and out of there in two minutes. It's so fast. It's so easy. Uh, we're going to include uh, links to figure out where you should go vote. And we're doing these interviews so that you can get to know the candidates. So no excuses. Please get out there. Cast your vote. It takes two seconds, and it really will make an impact on your day-to-day -day life in Frisco. Will, thanks again for joining us. Scott, thanks for having me. And for all of you out there listening, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the Frisco Podcast. destination for premium talk radio.